was like, okay, everyone, thank you so much for joining us again. We are back at Over the Bridge podcast. Uh, today, um, I'm Bilal. This is. We're cool. Who else we got? Tom. Hello. Hi. Tom. I had to give the authentic accent there. Yeah, the one they call P Money. No one's ever called No one's called P Money. <laughs> No one's called you Pete Money. Seco, Seco. No, but that's actually my Instagram name, just in Portuguese. Wow. Really? Yeah. Pete Money in Portuguese? No, P. Dinheiro. It's P. Money. That's hard, you know. Yeah. P. Dinheiro. I'm learning things about Patrick myself. So today, we're going to be talking specifically about masculinity and vulnerability. Is there a vulnerable side to being a man? Is that a thing? Um, What does it even mean to be a man? Because we talk about like masculinity, toxic masculinity. We throw all these terms around there, but like, what does it even mean? And today we're going to kind of be getting into that discussion a little bit more. So thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, so for today, we're just going to have a bit of a chat. So I'm going to ask you guys, what does it mean to be a man? Well, can oh, I just, let, me, question, let me just start off and say, really, fundamentally, we should be asking you, B, because you were yeah. the one that answered that question on the radio for. Yeah, anyone that I'm doesn't know, now anyone that doesn't know, see you, man, are like, hmm, Craig was like, hmm, nah, B was on radio for a couple of weeks ago talking about, Okay, man like what, what is there being uh, you know man like the idea it, of masculinity? Like. So man like Bilal, Bishop Bilal, mm-hmm. tell us. Mm-hmm. You're you throwing it right back. Why, at yeah, right back. At you. Why don't we? No. Why before the the expert on the on this? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we all sort of give our like? Our yeah. takes we all yeah, know that our, Patrick's ready to talk. I've got nothing to always say. Ready, like, <laughs> always ready, like Skepta. Always ready. The first time. In this whole podcast history, I've got nothing to say. That's a lie. That's a <laughs> lie. Nothing left. That's a lie, blood. I know. Patrick, you always got something to say. I don't say, know, man. man. Um, what well, your question? What, what is it to be a man? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to is, you? What does it mean to me, bro? I don't even know. To be honest, like it's, it's all a bit mad. Um, what does it mean to be a man? Oh man, it's a deeper question. It's, it's deep, a deep you know. question, below. You know what? Yeah, I saw. I saw. Um, uh, shout out Bishop Jakes, in it? Bishop T.D. Jakes, anyone that knows, in it? Shout out 50 Cent, who said shout out Bishop Jakes, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was saying Bishop, in it? Like, man, it's just a household name, in it, in America. And to some people yeah, here, no. it, Bishop T- Jakes, mm-hmm. but T.D. Jakes, in it? He was saying how manhood is different things to different people, but to him, being a man ties in with fatherhood as well, and none of us are at that stage yet as such, but part of being a man is about provision and not a oh, man can provide but you're just uh, to me anyway i've always seen manhood as a form of provision being able to provide for myself mm. my immediate family and eventually a family that i create myself so it's always that's i mean that's one part of it but i've always seen manhood as, a, as so at the moment provision. would you say that you're not a man because you don't have a family <laughs> no nah, i mean i mean I'm, I'm i'm a young man that's what i'd say i always define myself as a young man and I, I i help my mum out um, I provide in, in that respect to help out where I can. But isn't that just being a decent human being? Or, I don't um, know, like just, yeah, that, that's true. But I think it's... There will, be, there will be women that listen to this podcast and men as well that yeah, will say, yeah. well, I do all that as well. No, it's like, true, it's true. Man. So I, as I said, that's, that's, that's a very good point. I think you, manhood made. I think manhood is definitely... The understanding of manhood is tied to a cultural... It's a culture. Yeah. There's a there's a cultural. It will, it will vary depending on your culture. So yeah, like, yeah no doubt. I think for, I think for me, right, being a man, trying to take away from the whole, the kind of cultural things that lead itself to what how people interpret it. I'd say when you have kind of control or like mastery of like your emotions and how you kind of deal with like different elements that come into your life, mm. I think that's a better. I don't know, because when you're young, yeah, you act, you you kind of, 
you don't really consider, you kind of act more on impulse. You're a bit more impulsive when you're younger, right? Mm-hmm. I know when I was a teenager, when I was even younger, like you're a bit more reactive. Mm. I think uh, a sign of manhood is being able to be less reactive, be more reflective and be able to make decisions, not necessarily based off of emotion, but like being able to take yourself kind of outside and say, okay, is this the best decision to make? Okay. So I think that's a big sign of, I of hear that a mature person. But then man. the question I put to you is, how is that different from womanhood? I don't mm. think it's necessarily a distinction between manhood and womanhood. It's just, I think like the, the same kind of um, things that you expect of a man, you can expect the same thing of a woman. And it's kind okay, of like, so I don't like, think what, there's a, a key distinction between sex. Like, but what do you expect of a man? What does culture expect of a man, Kweku? What does culture expect in your of a man? opinion? In yeah, my yeah. opinion, um, I'd say what's expected of a man. So strength is one, one, one thing that is very physical prominent. Physical strength, physical strength, but then also strength of character. Um, being what they say, a man of your words. So like, what you say is what you mean, and living by it. Um, so integrity is definitely a big one. Mm. Um, being respectful of others and yourself. Um, and yeah, I think being a provider, like Tom was saying, is definitely like a, a big aspect of it because I don't think necessarily even like you have to be like a parent or whatever to, yeah, yeah. you know, but being able to provide for those in your immediate circles. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's what most so, people think about. Yeah. Right? So then then on that point, what I think about is when, so when men can't provide, right? So mm-hmm. say when men um, perhaps mm. suffer with illness or depression or mm. for whatever reason mm-hmm. cannot this provide. is the point i was going to make actually but yeah um do we does that does i don't know i want to throw it back what, on you yeah what mm. i was going to say was amongst all of that there is no room for vulnerability do you know mm. what i'm saying like yeah, do we do do we include you know um i guess the the privilege or the luxury or the um, you being allowed to be vulnerable in what we define as manhood, and we don't, we never do that. Yeah, it just sounds it's like it's such a sounds like so much responsibility, and like on what, what with your definition that you said that culture has of men, on men like so much pressure on men to like not be allowed to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, we were talk. No, I think um, yeah, I must. I don't know. I think culturally, sometimes men aren't. As you guys have said, I don't think men are given the space to. Why don't we? Why don't we like? Yeah, go on. Look at him at like personally, like growing up. Like, give us examples of when you were allowed to be vulnerable, or where you were, you well, felt vulnerable, and you weren't allowed to. I, I'd mm. say I don't know. I think growing up, because I because I, I just grew up with my mum. I didn't really have a father figure, and like a direct father. I had people who were like father figures to me, but I never had a dad to look up to, and so the the notion of manhood and what it is is very much something that i'm finding out myself i don't really know what it is to i don't really know what it is to be a man to be honest i'm kind of finding it out day by day do you know what i mean i don't really know how to deal with deal with certain things and emotions yet as by learn or by rote learning as such by observing what the the man in your life who has basically made you has done so i've never really had the chance to look at that so for me i don't know i, I don't really know what manhood or fatherhood produces mm-hmm. from a male perspective. Do you know what I mean? I've never mm-hmm. had that. So, you know, I was saying before this podcast started rolling out, I was saying that for some unbeknown reason, the the, the Will Smith scene <laughs> in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rolled out where he's saying, oh, why doesn't my dad love me? And I, I, I can't say I've, I've not had that moment once or twice in my life, probably not with as many tears, but. Yeah. Um, or retweets. 
<laughs> or retweets. Oh, hey, that's become like a viral thing. But you know, it's 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 um yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily. I I think I think manhood is one of those things to each to each their own or like living your own truth. That kind of expression. I mm. do think there are certain things that I do think that manhood is defined by or can be defined by culture. So I think depending on the cultural settings that you're in, you can very much have a big impact on what you see outlook as. So as I said, the first thing that came to mind in terms of manhood is provision, but someone else won't necessarily have to think about provision because provision is always going to be there. And I, I don't know why I must think when it comes to manhood and fatherhood as well, that people tend to try and offer what they haven't necessarily got themselves in their lives. Mm. Um, so I think if there's been an absence of something and you recognize that there's an absence of something, you will try and fill the gap when it's your turn to be something. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's how I see things, you know what I mean? You know what, like so, a, it's, it's sort of related, it's sort of a side note. So I've just finished my uni course and the, one of the essays I was writing was about parenting and they were talking about parenting styles and how, so say if you've got a very authoritarian parent who's like, do your work, like you must do your homework now. Um, you'll probably grow up and be like, I'm not going to be anything like my parents mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want your kids to experience the same thing. Yeah. And it's, I guess like that's sort of an interesting point that you were saying where maybe for a lot of men, like mm. for our, our generation of men, mm. I guess there's always this thing of, I don't want to, I don't want to replicate what my dad's done or. Yeah. What, um, what, you mm-hmm. saw that in um, Black Panther actually, you know, like. We can talk about it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's seen it now. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, I, I, you know, I can't remember what the exact line was, but that sort of um, father and son motif of, you know, the son doing something differently to how mm. his, mm. his forebears, mm. his dad did it. That was, yeah. I, that's why I like, that's one of the elements I really liked about the film. So, like, what do you think? I get, like, obviously, this is going to be different for all of us, but like, mm. what do you think was like wrong with, um, like an of an older generation's male way of parenting. I don't know. I uh, I'd say I've spoken to my mum about this actually. As I got older, I was more comfortable to talk to my mum about this. Obviously, you can't come as a young kid and say, "Oh, mum, what happened?" But then, as as I became older, I even recently just said, "Oh, what happened?" You know, just you know, you have a nice chin bag and a cup of tea and stuff. <laughs> and he says, "You know, honestly, son, I, I just thought he was probably just a bit, either a bit young or a bit immature, something along those lines." And I think part of manhood is is I think you have to there has to be an element of maturity. And I think Kwaku said earlier, it's about maybe not necessarily mastery, but control of your emotions and, and understanding. And I think part of manhood is 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 an element of sacrifice. And, yeah, and I, agree with that. I, I yeah, think I think yeah. sacrifice can be several things that can be like yeah, a you know, kind of delayed gratification can be one thing. Yeah. Mm. Long or, suffering. Yeah, kind of long suffering. In what sorry, I'm a bit lost. In what sense? Well, it can either be like I guess a simple example would be like, all right, let's say you're trying to save for a house or something or whatever, right? It's mm. like are you going to go on every single summer and winter holiday every single time and just blow the bank out? Or are you going to say, actually, maybe not this time around, I'm going to try and save a bit more for our house and, and mm. instill that, that you know, a little bit more discipline on the one hand, or am I going to go out a bit less and study a bit more or something? And it's kind of recognizing that okay. you are playing a bit of a longer game mm. to go and achieve a an aim which is greater than all of the things you could have done in that in that meantime. I think that's one element. I mean, just one that comes to to my mind. So yeah. Mm. yeah. One thing when you mentioned like sacrifice and like um, I said long suffering, but when we were talking about that, what came to mind for me was that I think that women 
or from a young age, women are taught, or at least they society tells them that they they do need they they need to sacrifice that they need to be long suffering. Like that's just like, that's what comes with like being mm. a mother and like you know having to give mm. up your career, blah mm. blah blah. Um, so it's funny that we sort of mention that as you know a hallmark of what masculinity should look like because it's almost like masculinity or like true manhood. Um, you know what what we aspire to be is what women already expected to be i don't know you know it's funny you say that because i think there's like and yeah i do recognize that as well and i think it's even the case more specifically for black women in terms of like the idea like you have to basically be able to like deal with a long period of suffering Mm. and that's just Mm. the way life is going to be you have to adapt to it Mm. but then there's also i've i've seen and i mean it's something that's shown on tv and the media like the whole kind of princess syndrome as well where like young girls are like coddled by their dads and like mm. little daddy's girls and yeah, oh you yeah, can't yeah. do any wrong and mm-hmm. that i think i've seen that play out with women as they're older once they've actually matured and they still yeah, yeah. kind of have that princess syndrome well that's like the other extreme that's like when when manhood and and like a patriarchal society goes too far the wrong way do you see what i mean so it's like um masculinity and manhood is about you know like being responsible and being able to provide but mm. then once you go too far and you and and you become you get it in your mind that you're this provider and you know you have to protect you know the women in your family and blah mm. blah blah mm. that's when you get the the offshoot of that which is this princess mindset yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like it is definitely it's a patriarchal enforced, thing it's definitely yeah it's definitely created by the dad like mm-hmm. mainly do you yeah, feel yeah. like so i get a bit lost with this because do you feel like there's pressure on you to be a man, um, like to be a like in what we're talking about this whole providers idea? Um, does that pressure come from women, or does that come from like wanting to live up to ideas of like what men? I think it's be? just a societal thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's it doesn't really. Almost. I don't feel I don't feel it from women at all. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, you're just at a certain age. You're expected to have this, and you're expected to be able to do that, and. Mm-hmm whatever else so that's that's where i fear feel the pressure from because i won't lie like you know like 27 years old you're like mm. oh i should be here by now and i should be able to do this and i should be able to do that and yeah. you know i should be able to you know take my girl to this place or and you see other guys you know you know nice yeah. in their girlfriend and you think raw like you're i'm, still I'm, going I'm actually Nando's. slacking like i need to yeah. i need to nothing wrong with Nando's, but i heard that nothing wrong with Nando's, man Nando's. Yes, Nando's a nah, nah, man, man. But I was just, but I was just quietly saying, ah, you're still taking your girl to Nando's. Nah, there's nothing wrong with Nando's, bro. There's genuinely nothing wrong with Nando's, but obviously, that, that. But I know. No, go on, go on, bro. You want to take some more fancy places, be able to like. Don't get too. I don't like if I'm taking my girl out. I'm not taking her to Nando's. Like it's not even, bro. What's wrong with taking her to Nando's? No shade to anybody that does. No shade to anybody that does. I sometimes do. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with none. Like if, but if I'm taking her out, taking her out, out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but this leads me to another question. This leads me, and and it's kind of like in the the women that we have been involved with um what have they expected from from, from us to man. be a, as a man That's what a they, are there are there any commonalities between any any of the women that we've seen dated been in relationships recorded whatever you want to call it yeah uh, consistency what have they yeah, yeah have yeah, there been yeah, any yeah. commonalities you know what, what they've seen as a theme of this is what you know what i'm gonna so i've this is you know when we talk about vulnerability yeah yeah it's almost been 
and I don't mean this like I hope none of them are listening. Why would they be? Um, I feel like <laughs> you talk, talking about your exes. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> they don't well. know about this. But I feel like you never know, the, B. I mean, one of the common flow not be Tiger, Tiger Low could be locked in, blood. Hey man, long time. Yo, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, even, the I even missed that. I didn't even. Oh, the Let's What I'm trying to say is yeah, one of the sorry, common things is like this idea that um, you can't be vulnerable. And I'm not saying that they've they've ever told me that. No, of course, no girl is gonna be like. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, do you know? What? I've had like the opposite experience. Really? Like every really? every girl that I've been with you yeah, in the past. Is more so that I'm too stoic, like I'm I'm too like, just I don't express emotion enough. It's really they, they've never like yeah. said to me like, oh yeah, you need to be like like you're not manly enough, or you're not. Do you know what I mean? It's always the opposite. Like Shout oh, out Tony Braxton, he wasn't was man, man enough, enough for me. me. Hey, yeah. bang on. Hey, the, what's it? <laughs> Secrets album? Yeah, crazy, man. crazy. Don't One know. of my favorite cities. <laughs> but um, yeah, like is 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 wild. Like they, and that's uh, kind of goes against what the kind of stereotypical masculine images like and and they've expected me to be more emotional be more vulnerable and be able to talk about how feeling like all these Wait, I'm confused isn't that but I feel like a lot of women like that's a lot of women do like they, 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 yeah. they want that they want yes, it but no I'm but do they that, actually so, want that yes well, exactly. can I, I'm glad yeah, you that's the thing because they, they want because both they want let, the balance well one thing that's happened to me before is that um, that sort of opening up and being emotional mm-hmm it's been exploited. Like yeah. mm. they use it almost as a, it comes and it comes back to bite you. Well, so it's happened to me once. Is this why it's happen- men don't do this that much then? Well, can I just Let's patch it finish it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. happened to me once where Pigeon, yeah. um, I've been asked to be more open and tell me about how you feel, blah, blah, blah. And I was, um, and I did that. But then when I did that, um, it's, it was like, okay, so you've done all this now. So, um, this this is with someone that I, it wasn't a serious relationship so but they wanted to they wanted me to just be open and, and talk and i was just like i don't know maybe i was a bit naive and i was just like yeah well i'll, I'll tell you about my life in it mm. um but in that person's mind they thought now that he's done this mm. that now yeah, means yeah. that we're more serious or yeah. more mm. committed yeah. you see what i mean yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah. that's happened to me and, I, and I, know, I know that that has happened to like some of my other friends as well but um Coming back to what Kwaku was saying about um, sort of they, he, he, his was like the other way around. Like they didn't expect him to be, um, you know, like this masculine kind of stoic guy and they wanted him to be more, you know, open and whatever else. I feel like what it is is that women expect us to be that masculine stoic thing, mm-hmm. but they don't want us to be like that. Do you see what I mean? They want us yeah. to, because I think for a, a, a lot of women, I don't know, maybe I'm generalizing, but they they prefer to have in a committed relationship they prefer to have consistent and who doesn't they prefer mm. to have consistency and communication mm-hmm. they want they want to know what's going on i have i have i agree with that i've long said that someone said to me when a girl is young she wants a ferrari excitement everything else da, 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 not necessarily instability because she's young and i'm saying that young 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 small girl she wants young, she wants Ferrari. As they get older, they want more stability because it's nice to have and it's also reliability is important. So I often, I make the comparison between a Ferrari and a Volvo car. I've said this, we've spoken about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this guy and his cars, man. I look at cars, brother, I look at cars. Don't get him on the train. Oh my God, let's, we'll be let's, here let's all night. Like Siemens and Alston, please, it's not. But look, no, it's, it's kind of like that. So it's like, as, as, as we get into this kind of transition period where we're all kind of getting older and we're all kind of getting on the wrong side of 25, I find that 
Um, and I'm generalizing here as well, isn't it? Because it's different strokes with different folks. But I find that girls a lot more want stability and they want that. And they, they don't necessarily want, they, they don't want someone that's boring and whatnot and whatnot. But there's an element of stability that they wanted more so than when they did when they were they were they were younger. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. like and same for us to be to to be completely fair. Do you know what I mean? Same it's nice fair. to have someone that is a like a stable pair of hands. And I don't I don't mean it in a demeaning sense. It's a bit like when um what's his name Gareth Southgate got appointed as as England football manager. A lot of people said, ah, oh, he's a stable pair of hands because he's you look at his demeanor, very calm demeanor. But <laughs> you know what? No, sometimes but the thing Tom, is, like the way that your your mind works, I just want to be in there. No, but you know what it is? No, because people are saying, oh, because people are saying, no, because people are saying, oh, why can't it be someone exciting or? Why can't it be like a Capello or Svengoranosen or whatever? But yeah. now you've got, now you've got, what's his name? Gareth Southgate. And he's like a nice sturdy pair of hands. I don't know what he's going to do with a World Cup. Probably won't go that far, but if he does well done, shout at him. But it's like, where I, often, I don't know where like, I'm going. Imagine the babes making these references. Like, oh yeah, yeah I want, like, they, no, but I, you need I, the babes. I, I, I actually said this, I actually <laughs> said, said this to a girl oh, once. Like, I, I, said, Erickson, like, I, said, <laughs> I said, I said, I said to a girl once, I was like, I said, your problem, I was, we were having a conversation. I said, your problem is that you want a Ferrari, but you're talking like you want Volvo stability. I'm like, the two are different powertrains. Pick one, pick one, or mm. try and pick a- okay. pick But they want both, that's so, the thing. They, they, please. They want both. Yeah. They want, they and want, I'm like, they it's want, like, they want it. Is, you know? People want both, right? And I feel mm. like, we're talking about straight relationships. Like people, girls will expect a lot of us and they want, they probably want both for us to be like vulnerable, but mm. also to be like that stable, Defend them if it's required, defender, protector, yeah. Protector, all of that stuff, right? But Yeah, actually I got, I got a funny story about that. Um, Come on then. It was, um, it's not that funny, actually. Damn, oh, I should have said this. No, but it was, it was, I, I remember um, <laughs> I was out with um, my girlfriend and um, like some man must have sort of like brushed past, like barged past her. Mm. And the way that she carried on was like. She wanted you to be nice and like, shining. Hey. Like she was like, like shouting back at him. Cause I looked at Wait, him. Well, one him, thing, like, just, just sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Was she licked? No, that, no, that's not. <laughs> no, cause you know that no, adds, that adds a whole other element to it. Like, I know what you're saying, but my my was kind of hype, and I'm not a, I, I'm not a hype person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I looked back and I was like, you, I looked at him. Twitter. I said, "What are you doing?" And then, and then we kept it moving. But my was like, "Hey, you dickhead!" Like that. I'm thinking, my what? Like, if it comes to that, are you? Are you backing it? Are you backing it? Are you? I just wanted to go to the theater today. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> man's, man's got his dress shoes oh on. Like, man's not come to scrap. And in other news, young guy. black boy has been stabbed. Do you know what Yo, I mean? Like, I, was, I looked down thinking, like, hey, are you really gonna back it? So I know what you mean, because they will do that. And then be looking at you when it's time to start. No, you know, you know yeah. I'm Someone some said to me, the, yeah. the, first rule, the first rule about the opposite sex really is don't try and understand them because you just bloody can't. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, son, you can't because you know what it is? Like, end of the day, yeah, I've been, I've been like Kwaku and probably like, like all of us here, we've all at one point in time been vulnerable to a girl who we thought we could be vulnerable to and then it gets thrown back in your face. Do you know then, what? That's not happened you know to me. What? That's, that's happened, happened to me. That's never happened to me. To be fair, that's never happened to me. I'm tell you the embarrassing story, yeah. When I was like 16, like yeah, 15, I was dating a girl. And I remember like, Chris Brown was a big deal back then. Oh yeah, oh, big up Chris, Yeah, CB. Like, when he, before he was problematic, Chris Brown. And, yeah, like, he was- Lisp, Chris Brown, Chris Lisp, Brown. Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris yeah. Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Brown. Uh, 
And um, yeah, I remember one time I just started singing to her. Like, I was just singing. Nah, that's not even vulnerable. That's not even vulnerable. That's the sneaky, bro. That's not even vulnerable. No, not singing. You should take it out. No, no, no. I'm proving my point. All right, let me ask you. Proving my point, guys. Let me see. Where, like, so for a guy to start singing Sweet Boy Bars, yeah, yeah, that's like, you shouldn't, innit? No, but it's get labeled, innit? If anybody sings that, to be fair, I've sang down the phone to a girlfriend before, have you? Yeah, yeah, you're very mad. Um, what did I sing, man? Um, Pretty Ricky, Pretty Ricky, well, on a hotline or something. It was from the first album, what is it? Um, there were some bangers on that album, but like slow jams as well. They weren't all bops, there's a couple slow jams. Um, and you're singing that to her babes. Listen, man, it was 06 times. Mum was a bit. <laughs> everybody was, everybody was mad back then. Is that one? Huh? Agent nothing but a number. Not that. Actually, no, it man, was that one because she was older than me. Yeah. I played it. I, I, oh. I played it on the phone to one girl once. I did play that on the phone to one girl once. Not sung, but just on the phone by me. So, like, yeah. Bringing all of that back, right? What are we, we talking about? What you know, we've fully gone into relationships and. Yeah, I think we need to come back to. There's other parts of masculinity that we need to talk about as well. Yeah, and one of the things that I've been thinking about is how as men, there's this perception that men don't talk about their emotions that much, right? Mm. There's this perception from- I don't that, think we do. Do you? Oh, well, I would, I would argue that because I think that I've grown up where I feel quite comfortable talking about my emotions with some of my really tight yeah. friends, yeah, my yeah, male yeah, as yeah, well. Talk, I actually talk, think that I've got quite a, like a lot of friends, like maybe me and Tom have had these conversations in the past. And sometimes even with you, like in like where I've been quite open mm. about things that are difficult to talk about. I think we do it, but not enough. Like we're still not at the same level as 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 non-masculine men. Mm. Because we're taught that men, masculine men, straight, cis, whatever, whatever you want to call it, men need to just handle their, handle never, their business. I never got that cis thing, you know. I, never, I don't want to understand it now. Just right, we're not going to do a whole gender later. talk. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll come to gender it. a different time. But mm. that's the point. Mm. Like we do do it, mm. but I mean, to what end? Like, I think is it like, one thing though that um, my friend was saying to me um, a few months back was that, you know how like people sort of take the mick out of um, like video games and like playing like FIFA online and stuff like that. He was saying to me, you know, like people laugh and joke about these things, but when you're online, you're playing with your brethren online. Mm -hmm. That's when you're having those deep conversations and you're talking like, so it's almost like a, it's um, There's an, irony an act that. of self-care. Yeah. It's an act of, so there are, yeah. maybe there's certain things that men do that we don't really consider to be, you know, like self-care and, and, um, and healthy. Someone once said to me once, what, I agree. Like FIFA's self-care. No, no, not, not the, FIFA the, in itself, but the, there are activities that we the, do the that are just kind of laughed off as, oh, that's just what men do. They just do, like, he's a big man playing video games. But mm. when you're doing that, it's a, like, at least for me, like when I come home from work that's and I'll, I'll put on like FIFA or, GTA and I like, you know, get out the chain gun and just mow down some innocent people. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but when you're, the process of playing video so games, it's better. like, it's, it's not that it's, um, it just allows for an escape. Yeah. But I feel like often there are activities that are associated with, um, you know, like, um, conventional manhood that are just kind of, oh, that's just what men do. But like, mm. and don't get me wrong. There are activities that men do that are like problematic or like, you know, like, certain cultures around manly things like football. Mm. Like someone educated me on the timeline a while back about like how football actually for someone that's not a masculine person is actually, it's quite a 
it's not a very nice environment. Yeah, it's quite you, a toxic you know, environment. You're drinking six pints before you go to a game. Well, this <laughs> is the thing. Like, <laughs> you're round up, yeah. You're but you what I was saying originally was, yeah, there are activities that we do that mm-hmm. we don't even consider to be self-care. Yeah, but it actually, is. it is. It no, is. I agree. You like know, even this podcast, like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's a great example. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like when I um, if I if if I go to the pub with a few friends. And we have a drink. We're obviously going to talk about some, some, sometimes some heavy stuff. But obviously, mm. the 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 pint that you have is going to help you get it out and stuff without mm. you having to think. Oh, is this right? No, you just say it anyway. Or if you go, I don't know, like you play, you go to a golf, the driving range, and you start hitting golf. Like I remember actually one of the the funny. I was there was a friend of mine who um, he told me that his dad um had cancer. Actually, unfortunately, his dad didn't make it. But the first thing I said to him was, "Come on, me and you, we just got to go to a driving range and just whack a few balls." Yeah. And actually, once we kind of hit about thirty balls, we just actually really started talking about mm. his dad, Ooh. and mm. you know that was a big help for me and for him to actually go. And, and so, it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, that um, just sparked yeah. another thing that I remembered. Yeah. Um, someone told me as well, like there are different ways that um men and women socialize. Mm. So. This is, I, I, hopefully I'm not misquoting this, but it was something vaguely along the lines of like, when men get together to do something, they need to have a pretext first. Like mm. they won't just get together and just chat. They need to be doing something for them to, to facilitate whatever kind of self-care kind of chat that they need to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas women find it a lot more easier just to get together and not have any kind of yeah. pretext. What's the, I mean, what do you mean by pretext though? Like an activity, like playing golf. Or playing FIFA, or having a podcast, or just okay. what I mean. Like uh, women find it more. Uh, this is what this is. About someone's just going hypothesis. out to eat, like even going out to eat. But that count like going out to eat. Is a, is it's a, a pre- like you've gone to do something, but right. you're not like come. We need to talk about our like, feelings. What, like, Where, whereas women purpose. will have a conversation and yeah. be like, Look, okay, got you. Like yeah. I'm not in a good place right now. Like let's. I need to chat. Come let's and see me. Way. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. There's that we the the motive for getting together isn't to talk about our feelings, got you, got you, but got we do it once we get rebels. there. Yeah, no, I, I can, I can kind of see that. I often think that if if you're gonna have to have a heart to heart with someone, i.e., a guy, if a guy's gonna have to have a heart to heart with a guy, you've got to do it over something. So you've got to do it over. Let's go to the pub and have a few drinks. Let's go and watch football. Let's go and do something. Let's go and do. Let's have a. a there's a, there needs to. I almost feel so. I feel sometimes there needs to be this kind of common something purpose. Else, yeah. Whereas yeah, and it makes it easier. Like and that, then yeah, that, because because the purpose is there as like something else. Then whatever you end up saying is like second to that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you end up saying mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh, yeah. And you do end up talking about these deep things that perhaps like we're all suffering with or going through. And I, this is a thing. So I just going back to the, what I was trying to say at the start, I feel like mm-hmm. that guys do it a lot. Like I feel like we are quite open in with some of our closest male yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree, but there's man. This like, perception that we're not. No, I agree. Like, I yeah. feel, definitely with my brothers, like I feel very comfortable to like if I was going through something, so you would just holler at one of them and say, "Oh, boom, just the yeah. situation. Get, oh, what's your take on it? Do you have any advice? That kind of thing." Like, and I've maybe four or five friends that I can I can say comfortably that I can do that with, mm-hmm. and then my brother as well. Like, there's definitely like a lot of males in my life. Where I feel like I can just be completely open and tell them how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting what Tom was saying, how like a lot of the pretext for men being able to do that and be vulnerable is around drinking because you need that kind of yeah. like something yeah. to take away the inhibitions so that you yeah. can then but isn't that, feel like open and Isn't off. that something that's problematic? I think so. It is, definitely. The fact, the fact that you've got a... Yeah. The fact... 
For example, how do we do the it? fact that you have to do a Marvin's room having been drunk off your face to be able to go and call some lover or someone who you perceive to be the love of your life is an illustration of how mm. how, how problematic getting certain emotions out can be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Shout out Drake and Marvin's room, which probably changed the, the game for many individuals or not. <laughs> but like, I, I think I think the fact that you... <laughs> oh, wow, no, sorry. But it's like, no, I, I, I do, but I don't know. I just, I think it's... Sometimes it's hard to convey how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Words, it's hard. Yeah. Do you know what? One thing I always real I, I realize about myself is sometimes like I don't even know what to say. So it's more energy for me to work out how it is I'm feeling and what's wrong. Facts. So I'm just like, do you know what? It's, co- it's, cool. it's calm. Or I just yeah, say like I'm I'm tired. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the same. And you are genuinely tired as yeah. well. It's like But you're not gonna go into work. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like if I could. If I had the energy to, then I would do it. Mm. Um, but more often than not, and maybe it's just like, maybe that is what, you know, a lack of emotional maturity or intelligence that, you know, you can't even articulate what it is that you're feeling or how you're feeling. So you just say that there's nothing wrong or you say that you say it's something else. I don't know, but sometimes it takes a while to process it. Cause like I've definitely had periods when I'm just down and mm. I'm like for no, like I can't yeah, think yeah, of the yeah. actual reason why I'm down. I'm just mm. feeling low. Someone said to me once that um, one of the, the best things you can do regarding your emotions is like say you get angry mm-hmm. it's not to act on that anger and start just doing wild things it's to actually admit to yourself that you know what it sounds really stupid but i tried it I, i've tried it and it actually kind of works it's to just say you know what? i am angry or i am down not to actually say sometimes not to say to someone i'm angry but to actually but to just recognize you know what? i am angry and yeah. therefore i might be going a bit left today or whatever but when you're clear about the emotions that you're going through, even because sometimes I, I'm a, I'm a believer that sometimes we are in positions where we can't control our emotions. Once we feel something, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. That's my own personal belief. Mm. That sometimes you get mad and whatever you're like, you're just you yeah. know you're going to be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah. But just mm. admitting to yourself, you know, I am angry or I am even I'm happy. Like I'm 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 up here. It actually just helps because you at least have then. Process that I'm feeling this way, and this is the path of action. Mm. That, that, so that, it's like yeah. a learning process. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, that you know all the links signs. to the whole like mindfulness thing. Because like, yeah. right, okay. I love like because I've I've been kind of big on meditation for Educate a couple us, years man. now. Yeah. Educate so us like now. one of the things that meditation, particularly like Vipassana, tries to teach you is to be able to is basically living life and seeing it for what it is. So not being kind of caught up in the emotions, being able to like the way Tom described, step away and just be aware of what you're going through and not feel any attachment to that particular emotion. Just being aware that this is what I'm going through. And that's like an important thing yeah. because you're not, it's not like, okay, I am angry or I am this particular emotion. It's I am experiencing this yeah, emotion. Yeah, I've heard that, and once I've you heard acknowledge that. that, it's like, okay, that's something that can pass because no experience is constant. So is it, is like, it really, it has that small semantic difference has that much of a yes, change. 100%. Yeah. I well, so that's, from, it is when from you saying it, though, I yeah. am angry yeah, yeah. to I am experiencing anger. Yeah. Yes. Because that's that's like uh, a... Yeah. Words are powerful, man. Yeah, yeah, but I think absolutely. it does take practice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, not... Yeah, it's not just you say it and then it's all like, of a sudden it's like, like, you're cool. The way I, it's like, you know when you watch films or you listen to song or something and you are in the emotion of the song or the film whatever yeah if yeah. you are able to take yourself out and think well actually this film has an end it has whatever whatever you suddenly feel very differently about it you ever done that before like you ever watch something you're like oh my god i'm feeling this way because this character's doing such and such yeah. and such and you suddenly think well actually hold on i'm in a cinema i'm at home or i'm mm-hmm. streaming online actually i'm watching this in about 20 minutes or whatever this thing will end 
What's you got to do in my life? When you when you divorce yourself in that process, you really I've done it like a few times, and you like the 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 most like for example, I give you a, fun, a funny example. Yeah, when I saw Toy Story three. <laughs> Years ago, I almost cried. I cried. Bro, I'm not I, cried. Cried. I did cry. Actually, I'm not like, I, I cried. Actually, I, was I, cried. Cry. I, I cried. I was 20 years old. I the question. I 20 years old, I cried. When, when Andy Sorry. gives them toys away. That's when I cried. No, but the, the, I cried. I cried in that scene where they were in the incinerator and they all decided to hold their hands because they thought this is it. This and is I thought, it. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, I saw it, I was like, I was like, no, this is mad. And I can see it. But then I thought to myself, I was like, hold on. Then I sort of just had to. Quickly, because I was like, I'm either gonna cry, but I need to think. Of, and I was like, hold on, this is a Disney movie, and it's about toys, and it's about toys. They ain't gonna die <laughs> like that. Friend. And I was like, actually, no, they ain't gonna die. And then all of a sudden, they get picked up by oh, the claw, you know, those claw guys yeah. get picked up. So, claw, but right. I, I, I think no words. Like Quick, who said then, and Bilal said words, words, are, words are powerful, mm. and just the small changes in semantics between I'm angry and okay, I'm experiencing anger, as in is to say that one is to say this is what I'm feeling, and it's almost like a perpetual it's thing. To, this too think, shall yeah, this too shall pass. Do you think that most most guys? I feel like us four like we're quite a particular type of guy. Like, do you think that that most guys would be able? What does he to, mean by that? that? I don't think most people in general are able yeah. to detach themselves from like their emotions. No, it no. takes people practice. Are very reactive. Yeah, that's it takes practice. Takes a lot of practice. It takes practice, and so, you're still gonna slip up. It's never gonna be like. Especially depending how how intense the emotion is, like yeah. sometimes it's just gonna hit you, and like you're just reacting to it. But can I just pose a question, just to all you man? Because because when you start talking about crying and stuff, and definitely links to the whole vulnerability thing. Mm. Me personally, I remember the last time I cried, right? And I remember exactly what it was. Um, I was in primary school, and one teacher twisted my ear. Like primary I imagine, school. Yeah, I went to. Bro, I went you to haven't cried since primary. Since school. primary. When I was nine, that's wow. the last time I cried. No. I'm 25 now. <laughs> nah, that's a So I feel line. like I got something no. that needs to come. Nah, do you know can what? I tell you something else as well? Can no, I, I, can, similar to Kweku, I that's don't, um, I wouldn't say that the last time I cried, I can't remember when it would, would have been, but I, I don't cry very easily. And it's not because I am, I feel like it's bad to cry or I don't think it's manly to cry. It's just that I can't do it. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I, how? I, 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 like, I can't, like, there's sometimes Why? I'm like, I'm so sad that I, I want to cry and they just can't, mm. can't like, obviously I will cry, like, if, if a loved one dies or yeah, something, yeah, like, yeah. that's, like, obviously, like, you'll cry then and that's, so, like, uncontrollable. So you mean that, like... I'll be profoundly sad. Mm. Profoundly sad. But your eyes just literally... I can't, I'm just like, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do it's I do mad. with this? I wish I could cry, I but the, I can't. Yeah, so that's you, it. I've had that feeling for, like, I wish I could release. that feeling off, because I'm in... I just sit there. I just... What do you do with I don't know, that emotion? That's the thing. I don't, know, I, don't do have, I don't have like a real outlook for, yeah, outlook that's for it. it. That's mad. So I think I'm I'm more likely to implode rather than like have like an external like explosion Whoa. where I'm like, ah. Like, I don't know why that I is because I've never, when I was younger, like I would cry quite a lot. Like yeah, my, my, my parents would never ever like, they would never make me feel bad for crying. So why do you yeah. think you don't cry? Do you think I don't know. I do you think you've been socialized into this idea that you you, you should? Well, do you know what is, I, I, think I, I like being emotional. I think being emotional is very helpful. Like I like like tell a lie. Like when I watched, for example, Fruitvale Station, or when I watched Twelve Years a Slave, mm-hmm. yeah. I bored my eyes out because so you did cry. I did cry, but right. what I'm saying is, it's very difficult for me to cry when it's when it's like myself. Like I can see something and empathize with it, mm. yeah. and I become emotional because of it. Like Fruitvale nah. Station, I cried angry tears. Like I was, I was broken. Like I was so upset. 
But your um, own life, you can't cry about. Yeah, like that same energy, that same vim when it comes to me. I, like, I don't yeah, know. You've made a lot more progress than me because I couldn't even, I can't cry at a movie. I can't cry about stuff really? that affects me. Be like, that's, that's just not a way that I outlook. <laughs> no, nah, I actually true. had a madness on my eye, but I don't know if it's related to that. B, what about um, you? What, what, I don't know. Maybe I can cry. Yeah, maybe the last time you cried, B. I don't even know, man. I've, like, I'm not saying I've cried like yesterday, but I've cried. I've cried enough that I, it's just it's not a thing. It's not uh, like oh, when did I cry? Like I don't remember the day or the time because there are things that make me upset, like films, like what Patrick was saying. There are some films that just get to me, man. Yeah, yeah, you cry, but and then even things in my own life when things have gone wrong. Mm. I've cried about them quite like, and even I've cried in front of friends about them, mm. male friends. I've been like, whoa, this is, I guess this is like some sort of taboo thing. Can I like, so I like when the, the, the rare times I have cried. Yeah. It's, and it's been about myself. It's like, it's not like I've lost control. It's like, I've like, I need to cry now. I'm going to cry because I'm so sad. Yeah. And I'll, maybe like a little bit of moisture will come to my eyes or like one that's drop it. and then that's it. It's, it's gone. No, no, like, I don't oh, even, that, that's, that's it. it. Like, oh, wow. it's like, oh, I'm really sad. Like, yeah, it sounds one stupid, solid, You know the Denzel tear? The one, the one dark tear, tear, man. <laughs> the one solitary tear. The dark tear. Well. The I've third tear. Where it's yeah, like that yeah, one yeah. tear and then you go, it's almost like you go to, come on, man, fix it. But I've never had a floodgate situation. Only when I watched Fruitvale Station and 12 Years a Slave when I was like sobbing. Bro. Someone once, loved one some, somebody away. I heard I heard Why it, do men do this? I heard like, it somewhere. You're Webbers. I heard it somewhere that said, You cannot become a man until you've cried your eyes out over some over something or someone. So the, the last mm. time I cried, true, the last time I cried was that the guy was telling you about the, the golf and um yeah. his dad didn't make it. I went to the funeral that mm. day. I didn't think I'd cry. But when I when I walked over the grave, uh, not the grave, so I walked over that there was an open casket. Mm. Um and I walked over that and as soon as I went. I didn't think I'd cry, but when we were all outside, I just started bawling my eyes out yeah. and stuff like that. That I can is, relate you know, to because that happened to me. And then, and then, I think, I, quicker, I think I was like you. I, I didn't cry for a while, and then actually, I, I remember one day I got, I got told my mum had cancer. Actually, she told me directly. Wow. She didn't tell me that way. I just, I, I didn't. I was, I was in Cambridge at the time, yeah. and I didn't come out my room for two days because I had enough food and water and snacks and stuff to me not. I didn't. I was just. I started listening to loads of Mary J. Blige. I'm not even gonna lie. And I was at, I was probably at my lowest point, um, and I just I just started crying a lot, and I was I was sort of I was used to what it, and now I was used to actually experiencing real heartbreak because I was actually very very heartbroken to know your mum might not make it, and mm. thank God she's all right now. But there were times it was a bit hairy, and I wasn't sure she could make it and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, yeah. when I found out, I just cried a lot. Do you know what I mean? And actually, when I think about it now, mm. it was very important for me to go and experience that kind of low point where all you can do is cry mm. or laugh, mm. and mm. you have to cry. And it was it, for me, it was very it's, it's healthy, and I I actually think that. Um, and I've cried a few times since then. And actually, if I see something on the TV, I'll cry. Or if I think about something, I'll cry or, mm. or something. But um, I don't think there's anything wrong in a man crying. I think if someone takes the piss out of that man crying, they're an absolute bastard. Excuse yeah, me for saying so that. You know what I mean, it's just, like, it's very, deni it's, yeah. Denying someone, which is obviously a very human reaction mm. to, to something that's sad or, you know, a feeling of being overwhelmed that, that's, you know, that's why I guess like people, men are afraid to speak up when they're going through difficult, cause we're, you know, like we're told that, you know, you're not really supposed to, you know, show your emotions that way or, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting. So, you know, when we talk about, so like everyone always says like, you know, how men are like the problem and like cause of so much wrong in society, which is true. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they talk about like toxic masculinity and how yep. like, 
I'm glad we came to this. And like the role that men play mm. in like destructing, that's not even a thing. And like destroying, destroying. Yeah, so yeah. there we go, yeah. man. <laughs> Fuck no. The role that men play like destroying people's like the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we do we think that that is that because men don't cry? Like, what do we no, I, I, uh, I, it's, 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 that's, men not crying is a symptom of a wider issue and that's right. toxic masculinity, which yeah, ties yeah. into yeah. patriarchy. So yeah, no, men definitely need to learn how to express their emotions in a healthy way. And I think that is, yeah. that's a huge factor in a lot of violence that we see. Healthy like, being the word. Absolutely. Yeah, in a, in a healthy way. Absolutely. Because like, you know, a lot of, you know, these kind of serial killers or, you know, high school shooters and things like that. A lot of the time it's to do with the, the, the male ego being damaged and there isn't a, a healthy outlet for that. Like, it's fine if, you know, your your ego is, is... I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes your ego does need to be damaged. Like, sometimes, you know, that there's something wrong where you feel entitled and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, there's times where something will happen to a man mm. and it's just unfortunate. And, you know, he has every right to be upset and he has every right to um, to feel slighted or whatever. But mm. it's about how you, and maybe this goes back to what you two, you and um, Kweku and Tom were saying, um, how to deal with that 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 pain or how to deal with that emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of the time, we don't know how to healthfully I, I um, digest think, or I, I think as well, deal that. with our emotions. <laughs> I think sometimes I, I got two points to make. I the first point, following off what, what you said, Patrick, was sometimes I think, as a as a young as a boy, as a young man, as a fully grown man, you need to come to terms with your emotions, and that sometimes can be hard to deal with, mm. and not necessarily, not even being an expert, but just actually just 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 having it out. Like one of the, one of the things somebody ever got to me was just a um, a book, and was like, whenever you feel you need to write something, just go and write. And I found it to be one of the most therapeutic experiences um, that I've, I've I've had to date. And I don't do it all the time. I don't really use it as a diary. But there are sometimes in moments in life where I'm going through things, and it's not yeah. that I want, don't want to talk to people. It's just sometimes I just need to reflect, and I'll just yeah. just whatever is in my head. I and I'm not saying I got this down to a perfect art because my gosh, I don't. But mm. I found that it's it's it's, it's helped a lot. Do, and do you feel like um? So sometimes I always think um how. Sometimes I'm not even making so much sense. Sometimes I think how like for us as young men today, like one day we're going to be parents, right? And my kids, am I going to teach them um, a way of like navigating being a man in a world? But is my way of teaching them going to be like old school? I think it's always going to be old school. Is it always going to be old school? You know, my my dad, my I mean, now I'm, as much as my dad wasn't there when I was uh, around, as I got a little bit older, he sort of came back into my life, which I'm very, very pleased about. And he said that with his dad, the way his dad used to teach him was a very old school approach. Mm. And he said he felt like his dad was from a different generation. But my granddad was born in 1940, and my dad was born in 61, and mm. I'm born in the 90s. So we're of course going to have our outlook on life is going to be very different. And he always said that. My dad always used to say that his his dad, his outlook on life was based on um, kind of the war and postal experience of mm-hmm. rationing and mm-hmm. doing everything in a certain way. And my dad being like a kind of baby boomer, whatever, I don't know if baby boomer is the right word, is a very different experience. I actually saw a chart that, believe it or not, Pirelli, the tie maker, actually explained the differences of how they market to different generations. So to the older guys, 
they simply say, this is how we approach them in a very simple way because they, you know, they're very prudent and they save. But to our generation, it's an interesting chart. I have to find it. Maybe we can tweet it out or something. I think I know where it is. And there's a generation that they, 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 they save and then they spend. Whereas our generation is very different. Kind of, we need everything now. We need the latest car. Late in their case, latest tire, mm. latest car now. Mm. And I think, I think when we get to have kids, by the grace of God, if we want kids, we have kids. Our approach will obviously be very different. Yeah, and so, and this is my thing. Like, I feel like being a man is a question that's going to be like a timeless one, right? Because in this day and age, for us, we're talking about this, and we're talking about like perhaps we are like in a generation where being a man. We can now start to be more vulnerable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it will always there will always be an evolution in how we understand manhood and and, and gender in, in general. Like yeah. because, like I said, it's a cultural thing. It's tied to our society how we view and understand gender, the sexes. Yeah, do you see what I mean? So there, I I I don't doubt for a second that we will raise our kids differently to how how mm. our parents raised us, and mm. we will mm. raise our sons differently to how our our parents raised us because. We, we, we've grown up in a different time. Um, there's, you know, there are different expectations for men and for women now. Mm. So obviously that will, that will mean the way that we raise our, our sons will be different. Mm. Um, and there's nothing wrong in that because that's just, that's just human life. Like, mm. you know, th- change is, is natural. Mm. Um, especially now we live in a society where, you know, we have um, a much sort of, we have a different perspective on what gender means and um, on what the the um yeah the roles that that people should play mm. Mm. Um, there's there's an interesting point right just um that i heard someone bring up about how um in this society particularly within i guess like the western world there's not like a initiation process to become a man so yeah. you think about like oh, in, in africa and all these different communities yes. there's usually like a stage when you're like 14, 15, I mean, the small things like that, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's deep. But even when yeah, I was in Kenya, yeah, 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 your first pint, your first pint, that's like a bright of isn't it? No, when you start growing hair and stuff like that, but I mean, like with Kenya, like, yeah, you know, like one one of the weirdest things I've ever done in life is take two Maasai warriors to Brick Lane and have them a You did that? Yeah. I've got this weird photo. It's like me and like these two guys that through my work, I was just taking them around London. And I'm talking to them about the rites of passage that they have to go through to become a man. It's madness. So if they flop that, what happens? Like literally, so one of the, one of the mad things they have to do is um, like open circumcision, right? And if they flinch, like by flinching, there's literally this like, like one small movement of your Mm. body. Um, If they flinch, then they're called a flincher people laugh at them their family mm. has to then sacrifice a, a whole cow which is like a big deal because cows in yeah, their culture cows are expensive yeah also like the giver of life and they see them as quite sacred and holy mm. yeah and that's that's something they have to do to become a man like and that's just like one of several challenges mm-hmm. i ain't done anything like that i've just been born a man just that existed yeah, well. i don't know i get I mean, the point i was trying to raise with that is that there is like a clear distinction where you can say okay i've done i've gone through this rites of passage now i'm a man like and even mm. though that's what I don't think I don't think an arbitrary ritual determines that you become a man. To be honest, no. But even for yourself, kind of like you're gonna conduct yourself differently if you feel mm. like yes, now I have something that I need to live up to because I've gone through this. I need to live up to the okay. standards of what a man is, mm. and we don't have anything equivalent here. So we're kind of like constantly in a state of boyhood, 
until yeah. we finally like it's maybe boyhood and then fatherhood. Yeah, do you know what I mean? We we're, we're kind of thrust into it out like yeah. through circumstance. So like when you finally become a, a parent, for me, it's like when you start to, paying your bills or you know like you have your own flat or you have like so when you're independent, you think like once you've kind of gained financial independence away from your parents, that's when you become a man. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I don't know, man, because I think I there's know, bare, there's know. loads of people that have, you can even be rich mm, and still be, be like a, a child. child. Do you know what I mean? So. Yep. Yeah, man. I think that's one benefit of having like a rite feel, of passage. Okay. Like maybe not in the same it's a clear way. Marked like stage where it's like I've done that now. That, that I'm no longer a boy. Boy, I've put right. boy thing. Okay. Like even says in the Bible, I've got, like, I when I was yeah. a boy, I did child strings. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I put in the Bible. up below likes. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it would be good if you had some sort of equivalent in in this society. Not necessarily the same kind of like, okay, man has to kill a lion or have to like do yeah. something crazy, but something that's applicable yeah. to this society that says, okay, I've done these things. What would it be? Like, what would yeah, it, but that's what the thing. Like, cause how, how do, in this culture, what does that even look like? You know, mm-hmm. because mm. all of us are, at di- all four of us in this room are at different stages, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's something to think about, I guess. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're I was living just... with your girl. Mm-hmm. Like me and Tom live up with our parents. Mm. You you and your siblings have your own place. Like yeah. we're all at di- these different stages. So how did like would mm. that make you more of a man than like any of us? Like how does what do we mean? Well, this is the yeah, thing. Way too subjective. I don't know. I think I think mm. I don't know. I think being a man is a very I don't know. It's, it is a very subjective topic. I think. Yeah. Rudyard Kipling made a poem called "If," which I was just looking up now actually, which is kind of <laughs> "If you do this and this and this," and it's actually kind of an interesting poem. It says, "If you do these things, you'll become a man, my son." And mm. um, it's talking about if you can still talk to kings and keep your common touch, and if you can do this and this and this, and kind of all things which kind of appear to be rational. Albeit I've not looked at the whole poem and not read it in a long time, but I, I don't know. I think I think manhood is this kind of ever changing, evolving thing, and mm, there yeah. will never be this fixed definition as to what it is because fundamentally we 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 don't live in a vacuum. Oh, no. We do live in a world of different men. And I, I wanted what I wanted to say, kind of. I don't know what led me to think this is that sometimes the way people typecast certain types of men, like oh, he's an alpha male, or he's a beta male, or he's yeah. this and this and this, it's not always healthy because we're all very different. Do you know what I mean? We all have different elements in us that some elements are more quote alpha unquote, quote beta unquote. It's just, it doesn't make any sense as to putting people in boxes. Yeah. yeah. And that I find to be very unhealthy. To understand. He's this kind of man. Can I, he's this kind of man. Just so. following on from that, a thought that came to my mind is actually um, the reason we find it so hard to define what manhood is is because the definition of manhood is what a whole bunch of things aren't. That makes sense. So there's a whole bunch of things that we reject. Okay. And I think that's why. Like what? Sorry. That's that's why I'm coming to that. Give me give me a second. I'm just straightening myself up. Um, <laughs> um, but that's what was I going to say? That's why we find it so hard to define what manhood is because. Um, Manhood is like a lot of things that um, that what manhood isn't is a bunch of things that we reject. So like gender um, specific clothing or liking certain Body. things, okay. Okay. behaving a certain way. Okay. Um, do you see what I mean? Because yeah. the way that I understand, because I remember I'm at uni when I was doing um, literature, like I had to do this whole module on, on gender and, and performance. And when you think about it, a lot of what... Uh, almost everything um, related to gender is a performance. Like, you know, we behave a certain way because we have decided that, you know, as a man, this is what I do. 
Mm. Even if you think that, oh, yeah, but I can, like, I'm not, I'm not sort of um, bounded by gender. Like, I can do anything I want. No, not necessarily. Like, even down to our body language, the mm. way that we walk and we speak, mm. um, all of that is a performance. Um, mm-hmm. So the point that I'm making is a lot of the ta- like, the reason why we find it so hard to define what manhood is, manhood is, like, is because manhood is like this very kind of exclusionary things that this this isn't what it is to be a man so and for me i think that's dangerous because that's why you have like you know this inability to be vulnerable or inability to to really be who you are because you have prescribed to manhood do you see what i mean yeah Sorry to make because no, we no, I feel no. like we were going in a positive direction and I was just kind of like pulled the, no, the, the reins back. That's important. It's important, man. It's deep, like and sort of just wrapping all, the whole conversation up now. Um, maybe like a couple of last final words from someone mm. on. Okay, so we've talked a lot about how we think that being a man, you can be vulnerable, like we actually are. And you talked about like you know Patrick talked about the spaces in which men are vulnerable with other men, which mm-hmm. I think was a really interesting sort of thing to touch upon um moving forwards with masculinity what do we think that like in maybe in a few words like what do we think that needs to change and then how do we change it oh that's mm. a big question right? i think um this is just yeah top of my head but i guess you can deal with that on an individual basis i don't know what society as a whole can do mm. other than allowing people to be themselves and not shaming people for just expressing themselves how they naturally would but on an individual basis i think is being honest with yourself and allowing like similarly how society can um should react just being able to accept okay i'm feeling this way it's okay for me to express myself in this way if i'm feeling like that um and having i think practical things you do in order to kind of get out your emotions so whether it be having like a, an outlet such as writing or mm. whether it is physically, you need to physically do something. So like if you have like a sport or if gym is your thing, whatever, any way that to kind of like release that energy mm. that's so, pent yeah. up so that you don't go out into the world. So and that you don't have to like not cry. Well, I don't know for me personally, I don't maybe because I guess, I guess crying is just a thing. Maybe, maybe that's just not my way. But when I was like what Patrick's saying, when he was, when you were young, you used to cry a lot. When I was a kid, I was a cry baby, like legit. Yeah. Like I used to cry all the time. And then one time someone said, I think it might be my parents. It might have been someone that's saying, oh yeah, like boys don't cry, whatever. And then one day it just switched. It was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to cry. And then from then I just haven't cried again. So I don't know if if it was society that did that to me or just I found a different way of or maybe I just haven't had real grief. Maybe I haven't had real grief yet. To me, actually. I'm so glad, you know, Kwaku. Maybe Wakanda thing or what. I don't know, but yeah, I think I think just for anyone listening, yeah, just just be honest with yourself. Don't feel shame to have to subscribe, and this is easier said than done, obviously. But don't mm. don't feel like you have to subscribe to like uh, what society kind of perpetuates as what is masculine, and like find your way of expressing yourself, like yeah. and try different things in it. Maybe if it's if it's not writing, then try something physical, or singing, whatever it is for you. Just find what works for you, and just yeah, do that. Cool. Um, when you asked a question, I was like, I, it's such a big question. I don't even think I have any answers for it. But after Kweku started speaking, I had a few ideas. Um, and I think one of the, the things that we need to change about masculinity and manhood, um, linked to what Kweku was saying, is um, acceptance um, and permission for things that we don't consider to be within manhood 
but still allowing mm. that reality for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and linked to that is this thing that men do um, when we don't agree with um, a manhood that looks that doesn't look like ours, and it's, yes. it's violent rejection. That's cool. We yeah. need to get rid of. I think violence and masculinity um, itself is that's a discussion anyway. Um, but I feel like we are we recourse to violence too often, mm. specifically um, in this case uh, when it comes to dealing with identities and and people's realities that we don't think um, or we we don't immediately relate to um, as being part of you know our idea of masculinity. I think that is one of the things that we really need to get away from when it comes to manhood because you know if we can't. It just shows that we can't be comfortable in ourselves that somebody else's reality is is yeah. joking us that much, that is yeah. bothering us that mm. much. Yeah. Like someone should be able to exist in their own reality, to have their own narrative, mm. and if they Without if it. they identify as a man or they don't identify as a man, whatever, that shouldn't be an issue for us, and yeah. we shouldn't be pushed to violently reject that. And um, I think we're at such an interesting stage where, um, like all of these, like there's new space for people to express identity differently in a way that society has never really been accepting of before and you know the the archetypal old stereotype of what it means to be a man Mm -hmm. sort of like fading away and dying it's gonna die out i think the next generation after us they're a lot more work they they've been raised with this level of wokeness and obviously i'm doing that with the inverted commas for lack of a better term I, and I think that can die out. Yeah, and I I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. And that's not to say that, you know, like, um, th- basically there's different narratives for what manhood looks like. And it's mm. going to be different because we are like, a, um, yeah, we are a multifaceted society. Mm. You know, like we're made up of billions of different people. So obviously there isn't going to be one way to be a man. Um, so th- that doesn't mean that, you know, a certain understanding of what manhood is is necessarily going to die out. It just means that that is that it's gonna it's gonna allow more space for other narratives, narratives of manhood to, to exist to yeah, coexist yeah, alongside yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we should be pushing for. Okay. Um, because look, all of us in this room, like you know, we've been raised to understand manhood in a certain way. But I'm pretty sure there's aspects of our identity that sometimes we think to ourselves, "Oh, I don't know if I should do that because you know." That's not what men do. Mm. Um, do you see what I mean? And we're mm. denying mm. ourselves. Mm. We're denying who we're supposed to be. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's me, Dom. Cool. And I guess sort of on that note then, like I'll just wrap up with my little thing. And then I think that um, I think that the future of masculinity is, it is gonna, it's going to look very different, right? What it means to be a man is going to look very different for our, for the next generation coming up because we are now talking about it more. And I think it's so great that we talk about it. And the more we talk about it, the more that people become aware that, oh my God, like what it means to be a man is, is we didn't have to just be this one thing. Yep. Like we can be multifaceted. Mm. Yep. And I think the more we talk about it, the more likely we are to move towards that better future. Yeah, yep. or just a different future. Yes. Yeah. Well, better. I mean, we hope that it will be better. Change yeah. doesn't necessarily mean better, but I mean, yeah. I guess we all want to improve. More accepting, I see. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. So I guess, I mean, this has been a deep conversation. I knew it would be. I knew, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were all, before we actually did this podcast, we were talking about how deep it would get. And I wonder if we can play the, um, the 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 beginning conversation, like before we start recording at the end, like a little out. Yeah, we can we, might. Can we, can we do that? Can we do that? 
Yeah, yeah. We might be able let's to let's put that. our takes at the end because it was yeah, quite we'll funny. Our takes I don't know. At the end, because Maybe. this is this is actually something that we struggled to even think about. But I'm glad that we had this chat. You know, talking mm. to you guys. Yeah, was man. Cool. Yeah. Um, nice. So on that note, thank you everyone for listening once again. Um, if you enjoyed it, then please do like you know get at us on Twitter yeah. uh, at OTB Podcast UK. If you didn't enjoy it, then you know do you. But also, no, but tell us also. Yeah, tell, tell us, us also. Tell so us. I'm joking, but obviously tell us. <laughs> tell us why. Um, we've got a lot more content coming for you, but thank you once again. It's been wicked talking to you. Thank you. And I've been Bilal, and this is Patrick, P Money, P Gignero. P Gignero. Sabe como é? Tom. Tá legal. Quake, Wicked. aka Slim um, Wednesday. AKA Slim <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were born on a Wednesday, innit? Quake, yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. Sweeping oh, okay. over the bridge podcast, and thank you so much. Yeah. See you next time. Peace.